0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law See terms and conditions.
0: Eighteen plus. We got a lot to talk about today, especially when it comes to the NFL especially when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders. As a matter of fact, we're kicking off the show. Your boy Q joining us right now. I believe we finally got him on the phone.
1: Oh, there he is. There he is. What's going on, Q? Man, you got it. You got it. I guess uh, I guess on a day like today, everything's a little disconnected and everything ain't really on the same page. But hey. we
0: good now. We good now. Everything wasn't on the same page when I was watching that Raider game.
1: No, no. Everything ain't been on the same page in the last three weeks. You know, the Saints game, the Jaguars game, and then probably the most embarrassing of all, the Colts with a a coach that very well respected across the NFL but never had a lick of uh, experience as a college coach or an NFL coach, just went into your home and picked up a W. Yeah, that's about as embarrassing as it gets.
0: I'll tell you right now, I was watching Jeff Saturday last weekend doing some commentating on ESPN, and then I saw him coach against the Raiders and I was thinking to myself, Well, damn it. I think maybe I can get out there and coach and get a W. <laughs> he has the same amount of coaching experience as me.
1: Right, exactly. I'm telling you, I'm taking all calls right now. Anyone calls in and says, hey, you know what, Q, we want to give you a shot, hey, I'm that guy. As long as you're paying you paying a, a coach a salary, I'm good. I'll, I'll go ahead and put the <laughs> radio uh, to the side for a while.
0: Hey, you know what, man? I'm telling you right now. I was very hopeful coming out of the bye week with the Raiders, but after what I've seen the last three weeks, I think it's time to start from the bottom. I think it's time to possibly look at getting rid of Josh McDaniels.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's funny. Uh, we talked to him uh, today. a matter of fact, uh, at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, uh, he had his little media session, and we asked him if he had been given assurances from the, the owner, Mark Davis, that you know he'll be back next year because he did a lot of talking about you know, building, 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 and so he said specifically that he hadn't had any conversations like that as mm. of lately. But there are multiple reports out that he's had assurances. So it seems like uh, you know a little bit of a mixed bag right there. But I don't think he'd be doing what he's doing if he hadn't had assurances that he'll be back. It just feels like there's no doubt uh, they're planning for the future. They're evaluating right now. The wheels fell off, for, uh, I guess, a while ago, and they're not coming back on anytime soon. Matter of fact, I think it, it might get it might get worse. Uh, the next few weeks over what it's been the last few weeks, which is pretty hard to say, but I think that's where it's headed. It doesn't look good.
0: Well, let's talk about the passion, the emotion that came out of Derek Carr. Yeah. That was something that I haven't seen, and I've been covering Derek Derek Carr for years. Whether it was Fresno State, uh, the Raiders, I just never seen that sort of emotion come from Derek Carr. What were your thoughts in the Raider media when you saw that, and what does that tell you about the current state of the Raiders?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, you know, because they do the locker room access at the same time as they do the podium. So when I'm at the game, I figure it makes more sense for me to be in the locker room than actually inside the, the media room where they do podium action. I'd rather get the, the action with the with the players, you know, in the locker room. And so it's funny, after that was all said and done, and Derek had already talked and, and you know, and showed all those emotions, we met up with some of the other reporters that were actually in the media session with Derek and we said, Hey, so what was your, you know, what was your takeaways?" And they said, Derek was crying. And so me from just a personal standpoint, I thought it was like, Oh, Derek was crying about this or Derek was crying about that. You know what I mean? Like you think that you're talking about not literally, you think you're talking figuratively like, okay, he was crying about something. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of harsh, but okay. And then they said, no, seriously, he was crying. Like he started crying. He, He was emotional. And I was like, oh, wow, really? And so then I went back and looked at it. And I'll tell you, watching it and hearing it from Derek, I really can appreciate it. You know, and, and I know a lot of people uh, have, have questioned it and was like, oh, he was, he's weak. He shouldn't have been doing that. Hey, look, man, at least at the end of the day, I know that Derek cares. At least I know that he, at the end of the day, wants his team more than anything else to win and wants everybody to be on the same page. I don't know if what he did on, on uh, Sunday showing the emotion is going to help. Any of the players in the in the locker room get it together and get on the same page. But I'll tell you what, at least I know that he actually cares about the product as opposed to the guys that are in the locker room goofing off or you know listening to music, dancing, or this, that, and the other. I mean, the locker room is a weird place, man. It's a real weird place right now. Uh, you could tell that there's some tension there, but then there's you can also tell that there's just a sense of everyone's definitely not bought in. And, and with what Derek had to say that basically sealed the deal on that conversation.
0: Well, the fact that everyone is not bought in, it makes me question, is McDaniels the right guy? And the reason right. I'm bringing this up, you guys brought in a guy that came from a proven brand under yep. a proven coach, but him by himself, the disciple away from Bill Belichick, has not been very successful. Maybe he just can't lead the troops. That's kind right. of what I'm seeing. Not saying that he's not a brilliant football mind, but, but maybe he can't get other men to buy into what he's talking about.
1: Well, that's what it feels like. I mean, it really does. Of course, we heard all those, uh, you know, those reports coming out of Denver when he was the head coach. He's not a leader of men. We've heard Brandon Marshall, who who worked with him or played for him in Denver as of late, come out and say he's not a leader of men. I rather go for I I'd rather uh, you know play for Jeff Saturday, who's never coached in the league, right? I mean, it's just it's 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 valid. It's very valid. You know, for anyone to say that he's not a leader of men. Can say that, and it's not just throwing something against the wall and hoping it's sticking. Because right now, that is all that we have seen. We have seen him fail at that at that level. And if guys aren't bought in, and you're in week ten of the NFL season, and everyone's not you know buying what you're selling, there's a problem, right? And if your quarterback has to go to the podium and literally is in tears, almost begging the rest of the team to step up. And then you hear Devontae Adams in the locker room, and I was right there for that, and he's saying that, you know, everyone's talking a good talk, but then when push comes to shove, the one really wants to do it, they're just saying it. They're just doing lip service. You know, that's that's something as well. So, yeah, there's, there's the, the, the locker room is, is, is broken right now, and I don't know how to fix it. I don't think that Josh McDowells is going anywhere, and the only reason I don't is because of the money. I don't, I just think that, you know what, there's another that's, that's four-year contract that MD is going to have to pay off if – you know, if you were to fire him, and then you got to pay pay for another coach and another staff, and so there's a lot of that that's going on right now. I mean, remember he still had to pay uh, the coaches that left last year. So I, I just I don't see it being something that's actually going to happen. But I understand where Raider Nation and, and I could understand why Mark Davis would even think about it because right now there's so many questions out there about this coaching staff and uh, with, where this, the direction the team is going.
0: Well, I know that you love the fact that the Raiders are in Vegas, and here's a question that I have to ask. Is an NFL team in Las Vegas too big of a dis- too big of a distraction for the players to stay focused and give their all? Here's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. You look at what happened with Josh Jacobs, his DUI situation. You look at what happened with Ruggs, his situation. You got players that are not 100% committed in that locker room, and I think, now follow me. If you're in Jacksonville, if you're in Minnesota, if you're in Green Bay, you know what you're doing. You're working on your craft because there's not very many outside distractions. You know what? If you're in Vegas, there's a distraction every single day of the week. You have enough people around you in Vegas that are going to be yes men to get your mind off of what happened on the football game earlier that day.
1: No, I, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, I know it for a hundred percent fact that there's a distraction on every corner, right? I mean, they're just they're all over the place here in Vegas. There's so much to do. There's so much going on, good and bad. But I will say, you know, you look at the Vegas Golden Knights and you don't see it, them having any issues. True, true. In on the on yeah. the, job. the Las Vegas Aces just won the championship. Yes, they don't have any any job? You know, any problem focusing. So I think that it really comes down to who you are. Okay, you know, Are you somebody who's going to focus in on the outside noise and focus in on everything going on around town? Or are you going to be responsible for yourself? I mean, let's put it like that. How about Max Crosby? Max Crosby is, what, two years sober now? Mm-hmm. He, he lives in the heart of Vegas. He goes to UFC events, and he is on, on point. He's on his A game. Darren Waller, I think there's questions about his toughness right now. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw that out there. But he's also, you know, a recovering addict. and He's he fine. I just think I think it all depends on the individual, right? There's some guys that are from places like a Henry Ruggs, you know, and I'm not trying to throw him under the under the bus, but, I mean, you know, you, you take Henry Ruggs from where he was and then was at Alabama, and then you put him out here in Las Vegas, you put a whole lot of money, and he himself might not be able to handle it. Right. And that's why I think they. When you draft guys, you have to really, really focus in on so many different things. Besides, are they a good football player? Are they a player that you think will get distracted off the field? Are they someone who can't handle the lights and and the sounds of Vegas? If so, it may be a person that you have to pass on, right? I mean, that's just just the reality of it. Like, Damon Arnett was awful for Vegas. Damon Arnett is just awful, period. But for (laughs) Vegas, it's like times a thousand, right? I mean, he just couldn't. He obviously couldn't handle it. And so, as much as Mayock used to say, you know, high-character guys, uh, there was a lot of guys that, that that he drafted along with John Gruden that weren't high character guys. And when they got here to Vegas, they couldn't handle it. So, and look, and I don't know, I don't know what Q at, you know, 22 years old with the pocket full of money, um, you know, that's it's just going to feel like it's going to be endless money that never runs out. Good I, don't point. Know how I would act right. I know how a 46 year old Q with a job that's got to get to work every day. I know how I act. Good point. Right? So it's a big difference. So I don't know. It's, 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 um, it, it's a tough, it's a tough out, but at the end of the day, man, we're all responsible for each other. So, you know, you, you do what you're supposed to do, and you take care of yours and your and, and, and your household and yourself, and that's all you could be responsible for. And if you can't, at some point you got to look in the mirror and say, okay, it's no longer on the city. It's no longer on them. It's on it's me. Well, so talking. that's the other thing.
0: Well, we're talking about the Raiders right now, and the one thing that you brought up was bringing in high-character guys and talking about draft picks. That's another issue that I want to ask you about. Draft picks have not been panning out. Whose fault is that?
1: That's a great question because it's not just the the previous regime. It's not just the regime before them. It seems like draft picks haven't panned out for the Raiders in forever. Right. Right. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time they drafted a guy that – I mean, Khalil Mack, I guess. Khalil Mack, Derek Carr, they were good draft picks. You know, obviously, Charles Woodson back in the day was a good draft pick. He's a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, to be able to name just a few lets you know that there hasn't been enough. Right? right. Max Crosby, uh, Hunter Renfro's been good. I mean, there's there's guys that are good, and no one's going to hit on everybody. But I think the biggest issue with the Raiders is that they missed when they had the opportunity to really stack the, stack the cover with talent. That's when they traded Mac, traded Cooper, and got all those first-round picks. That's extra years. And they, they weren't able to hit on those guys. And even the one guy they hit on, Josh Jacobs, they declined his fifth-year option. So he'll probably be gone after this year. And so, that really, you look up and they got nothing out of all those picks. You know, I mean, they all those guys are gone. So it's just like it's it's it's, it's a shame. And, I mean, Cleve Farrell's still there, but he'll be gone after the year. Jonathan Abram, he's no longer with the Raiders. He's in Green Bay. I mean, there's just it's just one thing after the other. They just miss. There's way too many many reaches you know the one thing that they did do, do well i think was they drafted guys in the later rounds like max crosby and mm-hmm. Hobbs and hunter renfro they were able to hit on those but even the third round when they had three third round picks uh, and i forget what year it was 2019 i believe and none of those third round picks are on the on the team right now and i remember mike mayock saying specifically you give me third round picks, three of them that's like stealing starters well guess what none of them are on the team it was it was uh uh, the the Bowden, Lynn Bowden Jr., Brian Edwards, and then Tanner Muse. None of those guys are on the squad anymore.
0: You know what? Let's give you Jeff Saturday clearance. Let's say you know what, Q. You're now in charge of the Raiders. What do you do, man? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: that's a good. That's a really good question. I'll tell you right now. They this this team. I'll tell you what this team needs. Okay. And if and if it was me, this team needs some juice. Some this team needs someone similar to what Jeff Saturday did to this team. I believe that team that was, that, that took the field against uh, the Raiders on Sunday with Indy, I think that they were a team that was fired up. Yeah. They had some passion. You know, they had some kind of uh, really good you conversations can see it. in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. They had energy. When I look at the Raiders' sideline, I don't see that. And I know it was reported during the game, and I'm at the game, so I'm not really seeing the sideline that well. But it's reported that, you know, guys are slamming helmets and guys are yelling at each other. Well, where's that, you know, where's that passion throughout the course of the game? Like, I want to see that all the time. I want to see guys fired up. I want to see the head coach fired up. I think that there needs to be, you know, some kind of accountability, and I, I just don't see the juice. I feel like a lot of guys are just okay with with losing. Like Chandler Jones, for example. Uh, I was at the Raider facility uh, just earlier today, and I was like, When's the last night Chandler Jones was made available for anyone to talk to? Okay. You know, when I was in the locker room on Sunday night, I saw Chandler Jones, and when soon they opened up the door, he was the first one out. So he bounced as soon as they made the locker room open. So he that means he ran in from the, the field and immediately got in the shower, changed real quick, and was ready to roll. Dipped out. So to, to me, it just feels like he's comfortable with getting his paycheck and bouncing. Like he's not worried about wins, losses, not the fact that he doesn't have any stats but a half a sack. He just feels like a guy that's basically stealing at this point, right? He's just—he's on borrowed time, and he's, uh, he's getting a whole lot of money do a whole lot of nothing and he's okay with that and that to me bothers me like you're you were brought in to be a leader you were brought in because you're a mcdaniels guy you're a, a patrick graham guy you're supposed to team up with max crosby you told us all how great it was going to be you and max were going to be fantastic together and you have half a sack on the season and you're not even speaking to anybody you're not even holding nobody accountable mm-hmm. I don't think you're talking you know you're not holding your own self accountable you haven't talked to the media forever like i literally wanted to go up to him and talk to him and as soon as i looked up he was walking out the back not the front but the back door Mm. gone, gone. No <sighs> all I need to know. So this season's a wash, man. I mean, and I hate to say it like that, but it's literally a wash, right? I mean, you think about it. It's, uh, they're sitting there at 2-7. The rest of the way, it's all evaluation. I wouldn't be surprised if it you know, gets worse before it gets better. I mean, I really am. I'm, I'm, you know, you looked at the inactives on, uh, on Sunday, and you saw that uh, Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell Jr., the, the rookies, they were both inactive. That was discipline. Cleve Farrell was inactive. That was discipline. I mean, it's like, it just feels like everything's coming apart at the seams. And I hate to be the guy, the bearer of bad news, or the guy that sounds like Mr. Negative. But at this point of the day, man, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's a lot of negative going on.
0: Let's talk about Derek Carr. Okay. And I know that we love his character. We love so many things about Derek Carr. We love the fact that Devontae Adams is now a Raider, and partially that's because of Derek Carr. Right. Is Derek Carr the quarterback of the future? And I'm asking you this because someone said to me, I think maybe we need to look at maybe a different quarterback other than Derek Carr, and I disagreed. I said, okay, looking at the quarterbacks that are available, who do you think that you guys could bring in that's going to supplant Derek Carr and do a better job? I go, I just don't see it. I believe he is a Raider. I believe he wants to be there. I believe he wants to win there last year showed me that he can win there. But you, as someone that covers the Raiders, maybe you can see a little more objectively than I can, considering I'm in Fresno and, of course, the Fresno State ties. But what are your real thoughts about Derek Carr and him staying a Raider? I think
1: he stays. I really do, and this is why. I I believe that a lot of people probably want to move on from Derek Carr, and there might even be people inside the organization that want to move on from Derek Carr. But as you mentioned with Devontae Adams, he – came to Las Vegas, not just to come to Las Vegas and allow his family to to see him play, but he also came to Las Vegas to play with a veteran quarterback and a quarterback that he's really good friends with in Derek Carr, as you mentioned. And so one of the big things that he didn't want to do in Green Bay, and there was questions until Aaron Rodgers decided he was going to make sure he returned this year, was is it going to be a young quarterback or is it going to be – Aaron Rodgers is going to be thrown on the rock. And he didn't sound too comfortable with maybe Jordan Love being the guy that was going to be thrown in no, the ball. No, So Could you imagine the Raiders getting a top five pick, picking, say, just say they went with Bryce Young. Just let's throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Say they went and got him. You think Devontae Adams is also going to want to start over with a rookie quarterback? I don't think so. No. I don't think that that's what, that's not what he's there for. He wants to win. He wants to win with the Raiders, and he wants to win with Derek Carr. So what I think is going to happen, and this is just my gut feeling, is that Derek Carr is going to stay. We know that the structure of his contract is very, very team-friendly. I mean, he doesn't have any guaranteed money on his contract for the next three seasons or two seasons or whatever. Like He doesn't have any guaranteed money, which is ridiculous for a quarterback. But that's where he's at, which shows you also how much he wants to be a Raider, that he's willing to take something as team-friendly as that. He did it. So, you know, I think that they draft a quarterback and they sit him behind him. And they tell him straight up, Derek, This is going to be our plan for the future. We're going to give you this year, or we're going to give you next year. You know, we're going to give you whatever the case may be. This is going to be the guy later on. But right now, you are the guy. We're going to, you know, we're going to hope he sits behind you and learns. I I think that that's what's going to happen. I I don't – similar to what they did in Green Bay when they went and drafted Jordan Love and, oh, he's going to be the next guy even though he hasn't gotten on the field. So, you know, I just think that that's what the case is going to be except for – Derek will be replaced sooner than, uh, than obviously Aaron Rodgers has in Green Bay. I think it'll be you know maybe a two years max where uh, where Derek is still the quarterback unless unless the, the wheels really fall off the, the, the train but I, I don't see that happening uh, just because again I don't think that a, a rookie quarterback puts you in the best position to win now the one thing I'll say I will put this out there okay and and I'm, and I'm only putting it out there because there's been conversations going on and you know it's just kind of like that what if? What And you know this better than I do. What if Aaron Rodgers was no longer in Green Bay after this season? Would the Raiders make a move for Aaron Rodgers mm. to try to bring him in? That's that, And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, what if? Would they do that? I don't know the answer to that, but it's been thrown out there a couple times and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Because we know Devontae and Aaron Rodgers are good friends. We know that. There's no doubt about that. Would they do it again in Vegas is the question. That's the only thing I got. <laughs>
0: So there. Wow. And you know what? Right. And just so you know, you caught me in a moment of where I'm all right with that. I'm I'm kind of where I feel like the Packers need to go ahead and start looking at the future. And I love what Aaron gave us, just like I love what Brett gave us, the great players that have been here throughout the years. But there comes a point where you have to say to yourself, maybe the time is now to start rebuilding. And right. I appreciate Aaron for going out there and giving it his all against the the Cowboys, especially at Lambeau Field. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know what? If it's time to part ways, I'm okay with parting ways. And it wouldn't surprise me if I see someone like Aaron Rodgers go to the Raiders, go to the 49ers, and play his days out, especially with a better team. And I wouldn't even be mad at him.
1: Right. No, and I and look, and I, I can – I can see it happening. I, I mean, it's like a very small part of me that thinks it would happen, but that's the only way I could see Derek Carr not being here next year. That's that's basically the only way I could see him not being here is if the Raiders went out and made a move for Aaron Rodgers and brought him in. And again, I think that's a super long shot with that. I mean, if we're talking about quarterbacks of the future, that's the only way. And that wouldn't even be a long-term fix. Right now that would be, uh, that'd be a one year, two year max mm-hmm. with the Raiders. And that would be it. So, you know that then again you're still wondering what are you going to do long term so there's that
0: that's your boy q right there ck on sports it is fox sports radio it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper